0: Welcome to the final Big Brother Canada 3 recap episode of the UR Team Number podcast. My name is Michael Halmstone and joining me as ever is our Canadian who had day 15 printed on his brain, Logan Saunders. Evening. And the Australian who will own Willow if you want him to, Ben Powell. Howdy. You can tweet us using the hashtag yetoncast or email us at
1: yetoncast at gmail.com.
0: So, did we enjoy the final week?
2: Yes.
1: Uh, not the fir- Not the first half, but the last half definitely. As
0: soon as Ashley won veto, I think everyone knew that Britney was dead in the water. But it was nice to have a a decent winner at least,
1: one who we can be happy with. I'd say she's i say she's the best winner. She's easily the best like you know, not even just Big Brother Canada winner. She's the best like Big Brother US winner that's been happened that's happened in a while. Yeah, I'd agree with
0: that. But having said that, Big Brother Canada does tend to have pretty good winners.
1: Yeah, even my least favourite, Jillian, is, like, still probably pretty pretty far up in the list of my reality television winners.
0: Well, Jillian's helped by the fact that she won by uh, just complete ridiculousness.
1: She didn't... And... Uh, and almost lost by you know, like like ridiculousness.
0: She... Exactly.
1: Well, yeah, but, like, she almost broke the record for Head of Household wins, like, even before the final going to the final Head of Household competition.
0: So previously, when Sarah went to hell and back and won HOH, she targeted Zach. He scrambled and wouldn't stop campaigning or grinding, but he was evicted. Uh, Brittany flew through the HOH competition and targeted the remaining Diaper Alliance members, but actually came from behind to stay on track to the Final Four. And the first tie vote in Big Brother Canada history saw Brittany break the tie and break up the Diaper Alliance for good and send P. Lee home. I... Okay. Ready? Okay. And, um, Sarah's sort of statement to Ashley after the double eviction was just glorious. It was just, what a rough night for you. No, I'm sorry about that. It was just, what a rough night. And Ashley decides to latch on to Godfrey to stop being alone.
1: Because as you, as she actually pointed out, it's the final four, so now, so now it's time for her to actually, you know, start making, start going close to other people at the final four. <laughs> well, there's three people left in the house. That's when you make big moves. My favourite tweet as the show is happening was um was when June was watching it was when I, I was looking at June watching it and, and um she quoted that. And uh, now it's final four. Should, now it's the final four. I should really start getting close to to the other house guests. And then she's like, wait, now.
0: <laughs> so for the first HOH competition of the week, it's called Voice of Housespots Past. They'll hear a series of memorable quotes played through an automated machine, and houseguests must spin their dial with houseguests' face on it to the correct face. The person with the most answers correct is the new head of household.
2: It was very uncanny hearing just emotional house guest be distorted through the most robotic voice possible. I, I was a little bit uh, creeped out by it, to
1: be honest. Uh, hashtag 604. Hashtag Ginger Ninja. Hashtag <laughs> peace. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, So, Brittany, as far as she's concerned, will be going to the final three with Sarah, not the final two. And just one quote, because this really wasn't an interesting HOH competition. First I'm thinking Bobby, and then I realise it's Bruno, and Sarah, he's talking to you, girlfriend. But yeah, Sarah wins. Yeah, that's pretty much all we get out of the HOH
2: competition.
0: Yeah, quiz competitions are never fun to recap, because it's just Ben nagging me about reading out the questions. And uh, Sarah and Brittany feel like a power duo. everyone called them flowers. Wrong!
2: There you have a, po- a point right at the camera screen with Sarah in the diary room as if we were the ones that were wrong all along. We believed in them, I think.
0: And Ashley was so unbelievably insusual when she was talking to Brittany and
1: Sarah, actually, about trying to split them up. Did you hear her, her like um, during the first episode, which we all knew was basically a formality because that's all they are? How she was talking about how um, how talking to like I think it was I think she was talking to Sarah, but a lot of her a lot of her um, dialogue choices involved like talking about what Zach told her to do.
0: Well, I think that was deliberate from the producers because they like Zach, and I don't think they particularly like Ashley.
1: I'd say they don't actually like Zach that much. Um, apart from apart from all the screen time they gave him, I think it was mostly like sort of like a, I um I say it's more like a Roddy thing where, you know, they're try they based they building him up as a- as an obstacle for Sarah and Brittany to overcome rather than like someone that they have any invested interest in and want to win the season. I mean, so I think not doesn't you know- look
2: quite as much as Charlie Sheen though as Roddy did.
1: But yeah, I think it was more—he was more built up like you know, more built up like a villain rather than actually you know, someone the producers had an investment in. I mean, out of everyone in the final six, I would have wanted—I would have wanted him to see win the least, and I think the audience, the audience shared that sentiment because there was a lot of cheering when you know, there was a lot of cheering when he was voted out, wasn't there?
0: There's a lot of cheering for anyone but Sarah and Brittany getting voted out. I think. I know you don't particularly like me talking about the sideshow, but last week's one was hilariously awkward because they did bring up the
1: tweet between Zack and Peter. I still love that the universe loves its comic balance.
0: Yeah, not only did they both achieve sixth place, but for once, Peter actually took the high ground. He didn't dislike Zack off that much and basically said, I forgive you.
1: Yeah, but that that comes to the fact that, you know, uh, that was after months of... um, months of, like, both Peter and Alec acting like, acting like wounded beasts on Twitter going, oh, like, whining at, whining at all the, all the former cast members who, who said they liked Zach, so, and then Peter was about, Peter was on the, was having this thing about, um, yeah, it's real nice to make fun of someone with a severe medical, um, a severe food aversion. A severe medical condition, and then I ended up tweeting him like, um, Refusing to make adult life choices is not a severe food condi- severe food condition. And then I was blocked by Peter Brown on Twitter. Ben's a little piece of Big Brother Canada history there. It's almost as fun as the time I got I got blocked by uh, um by Aaron. <laughs> and then we get probably the best bit of the first
0: episode, the Big Brother Canada rewards.
1: Yay! Because
0: if there's something we need, it's more Gary and Ike. Oh, I agree with
2: the latter, maybe not so much the former.
0: I'm so happy that Ica got dragged into this this year.
2: She didn't even shred any dresses. That was the biggest disappointment of all. Or after she made Godfrey shave his dreadlocks, she should have put that through his, uh, or not the dreadlocks, his goatee there, and should have thrown that sh- through his shredder. That that would have been hilarious.
0: I just like the fact that uh, she basically followed Godfrey around and tried to make him think he had a chance with her. Ah.
2: Uh... At least B would just shut down his dreams right on the spot. I I could just I could just strung him along.
0: Everyone needs a Gary touch, God, Sarah.
1: Gary's probably like my, probably is my favorite contestant from Big Brother Canada, and I I'd, I'd venture a guess to say he's probably also one of my favorite like Big Brother con- Big Brother contestants worldwide. So I just do the whole we don't need more of him. I mean I don't watch the sideshow, so I don't know what he's like there. So. But but on but on the General Big Brother show, I could I just, I say we need more of him.
0: Yeah, I can see how if you don't watch a sideshow, you would want more of him. But between him and Peter, they do basically take over the sideshow, despite the fact that Arissa is by far the best part.
1: I just love me a reincarnation of, of Grace Jones in a Canadian gay man's body. That's just me. <laughs> and
0: Iker also says Godfrey, I'd almost date you. Obviously, Sarah won the BBTV Skills Award because they weren't going to give it to the naff dancing or godfrey's rapping or willow's interpretive dance
2: willow's interpretive dance should have been runner up i would just like to put that out there
0: but of course the highlight of the entire thing was everyone finding out about uh, sarah and willow godfrey's two separate reactions
2: he may have self-evicted right on the spot there again godfrey just cannot control himself
0: sarah why did you not tell me about this
1: you know, like, looking at, these guys, looking at these guys in actions when they're just, like, you know, not, not coming out of, like, really diary confessionals, but, like, sort of thinking up stuff, stuff on the spot to say during the awards ceremony, it really com- becomes obvious the gigantic living quality in housemate between Brittany, Godfrey, Sarah, and then Ashley.
0: Whereas all, all Ashley was saying is, Zach didn't tell me about this kiss either. Ashley tries to convince Brittany not to take Sarah to the final three. Not sure she knows how Big Brother works. Yes, that was the right way around, by the way. She did actually have a conversation with Brittany, saying she didn't want her to take Sarah to the final three after Sarah had won HOH.
1: The the editors they buried her. Even even though she was, even though she was literally one question away from winning the show, she they still buried her.
0: Bear in mind that I actually I wrote that and then had to go back on Wednesday to make sure that I didn't have it the wrong way around. <laughs> because I was so sure that she wasn't that stupid. No, she is, and. Then the girls have a conversation about how Godfrey basically is set up to win if he gets to the
1: final two. Jay, I wonder how that'll work out for him if Godfrey makes the final two.
0: And because there's only four people left, everyone gets to go on the shortlist.
2: Yay! The most pointless nomination ceremony of the season. It's still crazy that after 15 years of American-style and now Canadian-style Big Brother, that nominations at final four are still treated as... Being anything more than pointless, I they well, should just. Formality. Yeah, yes, the four. I
1: think it's. I think it's <laughs> basically a trap. It's a, it's a trap for the final four head of household. Basically, it's just it, It's just an extra little display to show them to show for them to show where their loyalties lie, just before the in the very final week of the show. So.
0: Well, final five nominations are basically moot anyway because anyone can go up on the blog.
2: Well, it still matters as to. Who doesn't win veto? Though there's still one other vote with final four nominations. It's completely pointless because it doesn't matter who you nominate at all. It's just whoever wins. Whoever wins veto just gets to vote out one the other two people. There's no variables there. The nomination ceremony is just is is really just a formality, as Ben said.
1: Yeah. All it really did. All it really did to the last season was show that John was John was becoming a target. But he managed to veto himself off anyway. And all all it did this all did this year was manage to show us that Britney and Sarah are still a power couple. So yeah, formality.
2: Something that Zach didn't need to tell Ashley beforehand, I guess. At least Ashley was able to figure it out after that.
0: But because there's only four people left, Sarah has to consider officially nominating Britney because she's definitely going to do it. I bet she got to the diary room was like, "Guys, I am not saying that I'm going to nominate Britney." Seriously, go away!
1: Can I t- try doing an impression of Ashley? Go on. It's kind of, it's coming kind of really close to the final three, and I have a really I have a really bad feeling that some of these guys want me out. So I have a feel I have a feeling that if I get to the final three, I have a feeling that if I get to the final three, Brittany and Sarah might not take me to the final two.
0: I didn't realize that Bethany Hamilton was on this
1: season of Big Brother Canada. All, all my all my impressions are the same. You should have realized that by then, Michael. Ben
0: Powell, Man of a Thousand Voices. All of them Bethany Hamilton.
1: I feel I almost feel as bad
2: for Ashley as I do for Peely, just because at least with Peely, um, how do I put this? It's it's that she's the viewers can identify easier that Peely is just not meant for Big Brother and she has her own charm and personality that way. But with Ashley, she doesn't get that distinction quite as much where she's more just like, somebody who should have higher expectations, I guess, in terms of gameplay and strategy, but it just doesn't quite <laughs> flesh out on TV at any point during the season, where it's like, well, she's been invisible for ten weeks, maybe we're going to see something, you know, really interesting or compelling come from her, but it, it really doesn't happen.
0: Well, I know, going back to the sideshow again, but I can see why people like Peely, because she was just really, really
1: nice on the sideshow. She was very endearing, See, I I point pointed from week one that you know Ashley would not be anything to blank a blank at or whatever. Like, you know, one of the one of the first words out of her, out of her mouth was "Here comes depression again." I'm not much of a girly girl. I'm more like I'm more I'm like more like hanging out with the guys. So, and I've I've always pinpointed that anyone any female on Big Brother who who utters those words will probably end up being terrible. So.
0: Well, I think in the preview, we basically said she'd be mid-jury. We said she'd get carried along by Zach, surprisingly. It's almost like we predicted that Zach and Ashley would be the only proper showmans.
1: Oh my god, the two blandest people in a bl- you know, bland cast sh- hooking up and becoming a showmance? Who would have thought? Because
0: we actually decided that Godfrey's ring, which we didn't hear about in the show, would probably be hidden in Zach's bag at some point to try and break up Zach
1: and Ashley.
2: I hear you wanted Zach's blood on his ring. How's that? How's that for blood diamond?
1: Ah. Oh, 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 oh. oh,
2: Yeah, Bev. I think that's one point for uh, Ben Powell on uh, this one.
0: So, in a shocking turn of events, it's Ashley and Godfrey who were nominated.
2: Brittany's safe yeah. then, right? Brittany's safe if she's not on the block.
0: Yeah, about that. And then the Power of Veto competition, which I was sorely disappointed was not Marsha Island to Electric I want a virtual reality Marsha land. Meanies. I'm surprised with
2: the like a
1: Marsha this season.
0: Yes, yeah, so I might. We only saw her once and that was as a cameo in the road trip. Maybe Trevor Boris wants to get over Marsha now.
2: Does not want to be typecasted as a uh, talking
1: moosehead? And can- can- I'm sorry, and he, has, published- he, has no imp- he has no input in that. I'm sorry.
0: Or maybe they thought there's not many more places we can go with Marsha. We need to
1: rest her for a season. You could do anything with Marsh. You could, like, you know, descend her from the ceiling in the backyard. Include her entire body as well. Just, like, um, have a moose descend from the ceiling and um, grant wishes upon the players or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah, we need to save it for, for Big Brother Canada 4 when Logan's going to be on it. Logan's going to be the first Canadian to go on both Big Brother and Amazing Race in the same year. So then everyone gets to compete in the Veto competition called Fast Track to Veto. Two trains are going around a track. Each carriages on numbers on them. Uh, house Houseguests must build Main Street by putting villains with clues on them in the same order as the answers appear on the train. Uh, the person who buzzes in with the fastest time wins the final power of veto, and the power to evict someone.
2: This starts off the chain of three out of the last four competitions being specifically about uh, quizzing day numbers of what went on in the house. Yeah, you think
0: after the first time they would have learnt the lesson, and, you know, revised the day numbers.
2: Especially when they realize that Ashley has a, apparently has a huge advantage because, unfortunately, Zach, she credits Zach for telling her when, when each event happened on which day uh, throughout the course of the game.
1: Mm, of course she does.
0: They weren't smooching.
2: They ain't lying, too.
0: You know what Godfrey Manguiza, the lady pleaser, loves more than anything else? What's that, Brains? Michael? Brain teaser. Godfrey Manguiza, the lady pleaser, loves the brain teaser.
2: At least a successful rhyming lyric that was well put together. If only he could do it during the BBTV talent show, but hey, better late than never, I guess.
0: You mock Godfrey's rapping skills, and you know that's thoroughly deserved, because they were terrible. As much as Godfrey is another great character. Yeah, don't rap ever again, please. For my sanity's sake.
1: The needs of the many outweigh the needs of you, Michael. No, they don't.
0: Nothing outweighs my opinions.
2: I think Godfrey wants your needs on his hands. My knees on his hands? That's weird. <laughs> he's that strong. He is the he's he is indeed the sleeping giant. And we've awoken him. Yes, we played we played the pokey flute I believe. I don't think I was gonna snowmax to a giant flying jump kick.
0: And Godfrey also has day fifty imprinted in his mind thanks to Brittany's outfit and her being dressed as a dominatrix. And Brittany becomes Quitney. When she gives up.
2: She pulls a Peely.
0: She pulls a Peely. And she pulls a Kevin and a Sarah. In the.
2: um, Spooling around competition. We find out though. That she took a really really long time. On that veto before quitting. Because what was it 20 minutes or something. Was Ashley's time to win. And then Brittany references that. She's like you know what after 90 minutes or so. I knew I had to quit. So at least we know that she put in a. A really long effort before realising, you know what, the chances of me winning this is in fact 0%. 18.55 was Ashley's time.
0: But that's not Ashley's best time of the week either. But we'll get to that. Uh, So obviously Ashley wins the veto. Because they can't have it easy. They can't have a great final three. She ruined everything! And Ashley celebrates with her imaginary friends, Kevin, Beely and Zach.
2: That's sad that this is like only the third or fourth day that Zach isn't in the house and Ashley has to pretend that he's there to uh, celebrate her victory.
0: And Ashley and Godfrey also celebrate by doing the Peely.
2: <laughs> oh, Godfrey loves pandering to both make sides okay. matter, but...
0: <laughs> Yes, they go to the memory wall and make out with Kevin's face. And at the veto ceremony, the eviction... Ashley vetoes herself, obviously, and then boots bringing out the house, but then the episode significantly brightened by the fact that Arissa surprises him with the jury twist.
1: Can we go back to the eviction for a sec has there uh, ever been a final four eviction in Big Brother Canada hasn't been hasn't been sad like, like sad because of those getting booted or sad because of the actual- actual boot
0: no but it this one's sad because it's Ashley, who we don't like being
1: out uh, Britney, who we all like. Logan, which one was sad? Which one was sad? do you think? Uh, Tyler, Tyler's boot or Heather's boot?
2: Well, I still haven't quite caught the end of Big Brother Canada 1, but so but... I would say... <laughs> so my answer is pretty much cast by default. Heather. Yeah, Heather's Heather's elimination, I think, was a bit more tragic than uh, than Britney's in this case. That was...
1: That her, her was freaking depressing.
0: <laughs> I think that's because we liked all of the final four. Mm. Mainly because we like good TV.
1: Not even, because, not even just because of the final four. It's because of the whole scene. Because you know, she's talking about she's talking about how how John was like a brother to her, and big, bro, big brother was her her dream, and she's going to miss them all so much. And then it just and then it just ends with like an extended shot of her. Um, Sitting in the sitting in the bedroom, like face in the pillow, just like hysterically crying. It's like I'm gonna need a Prozac.
0: Yeah. So Arissa calls them all to the living room, and
1: Ashley's first reaction is
0: again. I mean, hi, Arissa.
1: I was so I was just... shocked when I was so shocked when Arissa called us the Landrum again. It's the most shocked, It's the biggest twist in Big Brother Canada history.
0: So the final three must unanimously decide on one person from the jury to be evicted. Uh, there'll be lots in the vault until they decide, and the jury member involved will get to cast their vote first and then find out.
2: Oh, I have one thing that I would like to point out about the whole Final four special eviction crap that went on, is that Arissa. this is a very nitpicky thing, but Arissa said, oh, by the end of the hour, uh, you know, one of you was going to be evicted, and then we had to rewind in time and find out who won veto, and then we find out it's Ashley. But when you combine all the times together, um, it couldn't have been in less than an hour, considering Brittany took 90 minutes alone. So it was probably like two or three hours that at least took before Brittany could have even been evicted. So it's just one of those little annoying things that, uh, about all that transpired that went down uh, during the special eviction night.
0: I think the veto was filmed before the special eviction was logged
2: Oh, right, yeah. right. Because they rewind back in time. It's That's what made it confusing. Right. I gotcha.
0: Yeah, I think the uh, the nominations were Thursday, the um, veto was Friday, and the special eviction was Saturday.
2: Which isn't really that big of a twist, because uh, I'm sure Ashley figured out who she was going to evict about 0.1 seconds after she won the power of veto. Well,
0: I'm pretty sure the only reason that they filmed the special eviction on Saturday was just in case they spent three days in the vault. All three
2: players died in the vault. and Nobody wins Big Brother Canada.
0: Technically, the winner of Big Brother Canada is Brittany, because she was fourth place. (laughs) I wonder if they would have started spraying them with cold water if they would have uh, spent a couple of days in the vault. Because, you know, this is Big Brother Canada. They seem to like involving cold water and things.
2: Just bring in that clown. (laughs)
0: Yes, (laughs) just to chase Ashley around
2: the vault. (laughs) Big Brother, make it stop! Did did you hear that the
0: clown actually reappeared later last week? No, I did not. They decided to just put the clown behind the mirrors in the bedroom and start flickering the lights.
2: Really?
1: How could they not show that on the show?
0: (laughs) It was on the sideshow. It was the extra scene that they showed on the sideshow. But yeah, the, the clown just started hiding behind the mirrors later in the evening, I think, the same day as the HOH competition. Just up hiding behind the mirrors, having a light in front of his face, and flickering the lights.
2: That would have been more entertaining than half of went on in that two-hour finale, so I don't know how that was left out.
0: No, neither do I, because it was hilarious, and as you'd expect, Ashley was absolutely shit-scared. And if you want Sarah to own Willow, she'll effing own Willow. <laughs> I just love how sort of angry everyone got at the prospect of having to spend a couple of days in the vault, Godfrey got quite aggressive, Ashley got very aggressive and quite sassy, and Sarah owned Effing Willow.
2: You think this this was really the, the whole showdown in the vault to figure out who they were going to eject from the jury? That was the first major tip-off that Godfrey is probably not going to win this game, no matter who he goes to the final two with. The the other two just grabbed who they wanted to be as their two main people as jury votes right away, and then Godfrey just has to stumble around and then just have to reduce himself to playing over-the-top mind games with Ashley and uh, Sarah because he thinks he's smarter than Plato and Socrates combined. But it was just over-the-top mind games, which I think was overall a cover-up for him probably catching on that he may not be winning Big Brother Canada.
0: Yeah, and actually, Bobby and Bruno were the only two people to vote for him.
2: And Sarah and Ad- and Sarah and Ashley had to point that out to him. Godfrey couldn't even make that determination himself.
0: And that's only because Bobby and Bruno really, really didn't want to vote for Sarah. I think they probably would have voted for Sarah if they were voting strictly on who played the best game rather than who they liked the
1: most. Chop shop! Yeah, but everyone votes on who they like the best. I mean, you can dress it up. You can dress it up in all the. I'm very, I'm very, strate- I'm very strategically. I'm voting for who played the best game. You can dress it up in all of that, but like, you know, if if they hate the person, if who, who, if they hate someone who got them out of their house or was never in danger, or whatever, they're not, they're not going to get. They're not going to get their vote. So, so you think Brittany
2: was lying when she said it was all game and no emotion when she cast her jury vote?
0: Yeah, I think Brittany was pretty much a lock for Sarah. I don't think there's any doubt there. And then we had a an extortionately long recap at the start of the finale.
1: Yeah, let's skip over that. <laughs> that was my fast-forward voice. It sounded a lot like Bethany Hamilton. <laughs> As do all your voices.
0: <laughs> I can't believe it's a finale. Anyone who just listens to our Big Brother Canada recaps will not know what the hell we're on
2: about there. If only they watched The Amazing Race 25. Yeah. Tisk tisk. Do it, it's awesome. It's awesome? It's way gnarly. That ten-minute intro was just way too overdramatic for me. In fact, probably half of this finale was just a tad bit overdramatic. It wasn't really all that comedic whatsoever. I'm not going to lie;
0: I rolled my eyes heavily when I heard it was going to be a two-hour finale.
1: But at least, at least there's like you know there's stuff you know you can skip, like you know when when I like when a former win, like when a former winner shows up or when they do a, that twenty minutes that twenty-minute recap at the start.
0: Yeah, what was with that specifically filmed recap of like Sarah sitting on the Have Not bed and that sort of stuff? It was weird.
1: That was that was cool though. That, that, that was cool though. It was. I didn't like. I didn't like. I um, didn't like the the extended boring recap of the entire season, but I liked the um, I liked the stylistic thing they did with Godfrey, Ashley, and Sarah at the start. Where you know, I imagine. I got to imagine how they film that.
0: Yeah, I wonder if they just sort of sat them down at the start of like Monday or Tuesday and went. You know what, guys? We need you to film these scenes and this voiceover for us.
1: Well, there had to have been some cameras in the house, like actually inside the house, in, beyond the mirrors. So,
0: yeah, the, there would have had to be at least a camera halfway through the have not Room to film Sarah's bit. I think. Other than that, they got very powerful cameras behind the mirrors, or they can film through the walls. <laughs> Although magic.
1: But yeah, I like it, I like it when the brother goes over dramatic, but not like, to, not like to the extent of doing doing it. You know, extendedly. Like I don't I don't like the whole I don't like, you know, the the twenty minute recap at the start of the season where we have to find out everything happened in the season over again.
0: Yeah, especially when they mm-hmm. start it off by saying Ashley had a solid ally in Zach and say that the chop shop was uh, menacing, the whole boys versus girls thing. So anyway, the first choice competition.
2: This was pretty much a copy from the first task from the Mole 5, if I'm not mistaken. The US version, that is. The final Mole.
0: I thought it was the one with the... jumping over the waterfalls for the Mole 5.
2: Oh, the waterfall. Oh, yeah, that's the first task. The second task is the hourglass one. Right. The second task in the first episode of the Mole 5 is pretty much what we see as part one of this HOH competition.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that the... The first one was the one where the mole deliberately tried to strangle themselves. Yep. The second one was the one where Nicole was the sort of caller and had to stay out on the beach, but won
1: exemption for it. Ah, oh, Nicole. I'm going to kill you while you sleep. I can do it and not leave any forensic evidence. She was such a great piece of casting. The yeah, only great piece of casting
0: that season. If the mole wasn't so obvious, I think they would have been a, a good bit of casting as well. I think they would have been a good player. And to a lesser extent, Paul as well, because of all the stuff that he made everyone else do. Because we're Paul 3 uh, and Ben number 2, I'm singing
1: Paul. Uh, 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 you hear my disagreement? Ben, I hear your disagreement very frequently.
2: So you're not gonna be so ungathering, ben that you're not gonna watch his uh t- uh reality t v documentary uh, no. he even, I think he interviewed Nicole at one point I guess Nicole lost her lost her job because of of how uh, I guess her employer reacted to her being on the mall once a day
0: uh, Of course I wonder what she said that made them uh made them fire her. Maybe it was the bit where she said. I can kill you when you sleep and leave no forensic evidence. But hey, she didn't,
1: she didn't she end
0: up bidding in that, in that game, so... Anyway, the first HOH competition is called The End of Time. Uh, each house guest has a tank with more than a ton of sand in it. Once the competition starts, sand will begin emptying from the tank, and they will fill up a bucket and bring it back up to the top of the tank. The last person with sand in that tank is the winner of the first part of the HOH competition and head straight to part three.
2: Ah, shut
1: up as Ashley would say.
0: Thanks. Much better Ashley impression than Ben's Bethany Hamilton slash Ashley impression.
1: <laughs> hey, I'm Australian. There's not much I can do.
0: Very true. <laughs> I life. like
1: how like Logan, how, uh, Logan has the oh. Logan has the market on impressions here because he actually has the accent for, the, for it. Well <sighs> vaguely the accent to it. M- Closest to the accent to it. No, it's basically the same accent to it. Never mind. <laughs> I love how Ashley went from, you know,
2: Albertan Calgary person to suddenly New York accent when she tells Godfrey to shut up during the competition.
1: Come on!
2: <laughs> but uh, in this uh, HOH competition, you know, just with Ashley getting frustrated with Godfrey, besides the uh, edited out part with Godfrey wanting uh, Ashley sand on his hands, um, Godfrey really uh, actually... Uh, Really wanted to win part one of this HOH competition. I guess when he's not being quizzed on day numbers and stuff, he can uh, pull out a win.
0: Yeah, I think he knew that this was his best chance to get to part three. I think he probably felt a lot more confident with the endurance one than the uh, quiz ones. Uh, so there's also earthquakes and ash clouds, not Ashley clouds, uh, to distract the house guests as they're running up the stairs. Although the only person he distracts is Ashley, who just trips up.
2: I think Sarah tripped too and like dumped out half her bucket. They showed the one time. Zach never told me what to do
0: here. <sighs> Zach didn't teach me how to run upstairs. They were really setting Ashley up to be the first out of this competition. And then it was just like, oh, Sarah is out, and then Ashley quits the competition. What is it with people quitting competitions this year?
2: Peely's I- a true inspiration.
0: Ashley just gives up and lets Godfrey win the um, the first part.
1: Well, if you look at the if you look at the, the like the shot while while the competition is on, she, he's very far in front of her, so might as well. And then we get
0: another impressive build for Part Two, in the final front gear. Pun. Yeah, massive eye roll at that pun. The two remaining House Ashley and Sarah, must compete uh, complete a puzzle with sixteen clues provided uh, to link up houseguest face, and. Okay. Ashley absolutely smoked Sarah. She beat her by 17 minutes. 17 minutes. That's insane. It's quite a bit. Sarah was more than five times slower than Ashley at this puzzle. But it didn't I matter
1: think, in the end. I, th- I think the question is here is, how did Ashley do it so fast?
0: Yeah. Because they showed more of Sarah completing it as well. They, sh- they made it look like Sarah was going to pull it out. <laughs> and then, you know, Ashley absolutely killed it.
1: That was actually, that was the first time I had like no idea how the competition was going to end, besides who who ended up winning. So it was it was a real surprise. It was you know pretty much a real surprise when I thought Sarah was edited going, going to win, but then Ashley just pulls out it again, and I was like, oh crap. As I'm sure as I'm sure most of the audience was saying as well, oh crap. Except, except except maybe like I don't know Ashley's family or something. Even even they probably, even they probably were still ch- training for Brittany anyway. So
0: I went into this finale knowing that Sarah won but I didn't know who was second and who was third. So as soon as it got down to Godfrey versus Ashley, I was like, right, Godfrey's got to win this HOH competition because there's no way that Ashley would A, take Sarah, or B, lose a jury vote to anyone. Unfortunately. So Sarah went on the campaign trail after losing part two, and she tells Godfrey that Ashley would absolutely cream him. Correct. And then she threatens Ashley that if she wins HOH and evicts her, she won't get her jury vote.
2: Which is pretty much just a given any time that somebody wins the final HOH, is that they're probably not going to receive the jury vote of the person they evict. I mean, there's been probably a few exceptions over the years, especially the most recent uh, season of Big Brother Canada. But that's when when the bonds are that way with all three of them, and none of those three have been tightly aligned at any point during the season, which is another reason why this is such a strange final three, is because... All three of them came from very different sides of the house. That uh, you know, just that's pretty much a given. You don't really have to tell Ashley that, especially when Zach probably told her about that possible scenario before he
1: was evicted from the house. Zach prepared her ever, for everything, <laughs> except for telling her how many hours Cindy was in the house second time. That lazy bastard.
0: Uh, so continuing the tradition of American winners visiting the jury house in the finale, Ian Terry gets to join them.
2: And it's a much yeah. more enjoyable visit than Dan's visit from last season because Ian actually understands how a jury works. He flat out tells them that the jury is always votes for who they can accept that they can lose to once the season is over and done with, as opposed to Dan's speech from last year saying, Don't be a bitter jury, guys.
1: Oh I think he was still recovering from the fact that he that he lost to Ian Terry of all people, so Ian was so Scripted in this though, he, true.
0: He's even worse than me at reading off a cue card. Let's be honest. I know my fault. Jordan, what
2: do you think about this final two?
0: Zach, you've been close to Ashley. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I think the teleprompter was probably just behind Zach in that in that moment.
1: He was mostly right though. Like you know, as as big of a, as you know, quote big of a character as Dan is, he like. The twisted, weird monster thing he became during The Brother 14 was basically doomed to, doomed to you know, lose against lose against anyone, really. He became basically Russell Hansen, the whole, you know, play the worst possible way possible that will lose you the, lose you the most amount of jury votes. I mean, even if the jury in general wasn't, you know, anti attorney and wasn't going to crown any of them to win unless it was like Dan vs. Brittany or something... Like you know, Dan didn't do it himself any favours. Like Dan's funeral, and you know, if he had this like weird, weird like um, disturbing speech planned out for for the um, if he won the final I mean, final head of household, where we he's talking about it was, he was going to vote out Danielle and talking about how you know um, at the at the end of the horror movie you find out it's your best friend. Um, I vote to evict Danielle. That's basically what it would have been. So like you know, Ian Terry like. As, much, as uncomfortable of a character as he is at some time, like, you know, the whole, you know, creepiness to, creepiness towards uh, fem- certain female houseguests, the try-heartedness, the camera mugging, all that sort of stuff, he at least has a good understanding of game theory, so... An actual understanding of game theory, is, is what I should say. He actually, he also watches, um, he also, like, watches a lot of international seasons Big Brother, so... He does ask the question
0: to the jury, what has gotten Godfrey to the final three? To which Brittany goes, me. Ah, oh, Brittany. And Ian completely and utterly trolls them with this twist, asking them what it's like to still have a say in who wins. The subject being, one of you won't have a say. <laughs> so, the final HOH conversation. And in this final competition, Ashley and Godfrey will be asked seven questions, each with either an A or B answer about the jury. Uh, The person with the most rights after seven questions, will be the final head of household.
2: In other words, it is like every part three to every final HOH competition over the past ten years.
0: Without, well, every Canadian one, because the American one still does the jury statements completing
2: which... But it's always like A or B is always oh, the yeah. answer. It's always like, first to however many wins. And this is actually the most suspenseful version of uh, this challenge that I think we've ever seen.
0: Yeah, it's, it's never gone to two extra questions as a tiebreaker.
2: All came down to chalk. This season came down to ab- Cindy hours. with S, as it should. <laughs> It started with an S and it ends with an S. Ow! Grammatically correct. Point for me, point for me, I'm on the board. Ding, 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 ding.
0: After the first four questions, Godfrey's 4-2 up, but then somehow manages to squander it, and it ends up being uh, 5-5. And then two extra questions where they both get exactly the same answers. And then down to the tiebreaker question of how many hours was Cindy's second stay in the Big Brother house? Asher goes 300, Godfrey goes 260, and because it's the person who gets closest without going over, Godfrey wins when the answer is 284.
2: What's hilarious is that whenever Godfrey was shown counting on his fingers, he always got that question wrong. I just want to yell at him to stop counting on his fingers, because clearly that strategy was not working out. I
0: mean, you were Godfrey's main cheerleader, I think, on the entire internet anyway, Logan. And as the final head of household, Godfrey must evict the final person to the jury. And in a shocking turn of events, he evicts Ashley to break up the showmanches for good. Godfrey's speech about evicting Ashley was amazing, though.
2: I don't think anybody want to see somebody part of a showmance win all each of the first three seasons of Big Brother Canada. I think it wouldn't have been good for the series overall. and especially I mean, To, be, to be fair,
1: to be fair... John and Nedo weren't showmans yet. They're just like they're like, um, post, they're like a it was a post
2: uh, was a post showmans.
1: Yeah, they're like they like, you know, <laughs> It was basically an emotional affair, but an an emotional fair with everything but the actual you know showmans. But yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't an actual. It wasn't an actual showmans yet.
0: And when the jury come out, a wrestler introduces Cindy as Cindy with an S
1: because she deserves that title to be addressed by her title. <laughs>
0: Also, can we just talk about Bobby's shirt?
1: Does it compete
2: with Rob the General's from Survivor Marquesas?
0: It's pretty close. I can't remember someone else wearing a nathaline shirt since the General. Because that shirt was very Bobby.
1: Condescending and self-righteous? How can a shirt be condescending and self-righteous?
0: And Jordan addresses his question to the lady pleaser, Sarah. And Brittany obviously throws Sarah a softball question, but she rightly gives
2: Brittany credit. A lot of these were softball questions. There wasn't really anybody being particularly grilled. I've noticed that uh, I think the other telltale sign that uh, Godfrey was not going to be winning this uh, Final Two showdown is that when the jurors primarily ask questions to your opponent, that's not a very good sign. It means they have that person in mind more so as the as who they want to win this game, and they're just hoping that that person gives the correct answer to their question.
0: Above everything else, though, Sarah had a very good performance.
2: Yeah. That was probably one of the most impressive series of responses to the questions, especially when they're probably only given like 15 to 20 seconds for each response, like it's an American political debate.
0: Sarah had one of the more dominant performances in a jury questioning I've seen in reality TV in a long while.
1: Andy from Big Brother 15 did good. That's because like, he's a, like a speaking coach. So, I mean, you know, regardless of regardless of the fact that he is Andy, he did, a, he did a good job of that.
0: I know they always say, especially with Survivor, that the jury's mind is basically made up when they are at the final Tribal Council. The questions don't really matter. But I think she probably won a couple of votes because of that.
1: Out of the seven people who did vote for Sarah, who could have voted for Godfrey? Ashley was never going to. I don't think Peely was. Brit- Brittany was never going to. Cindy was never going to. Willow was never going to.
0: I think Kevin, Zach and Jordan might have actually voted for Godfrey if Sarah hadn't owned up. I th- I honestly do think that they were up in the air.
2: Yeah, I guess they're the type. But the thing that tips us off, though, is that Peely voted for for Sarah. So I wonder if the plan always was just to vote for, Sina- for Sarah in the case that Ashley was evicted.
0: I certainly wouldn't be surprised if... Um, If Sarah did win a couple of votes from that jury questioning, because she did kick ass. Uh, Also, Arissa, yes again, for the second season in the trot, has to emphasize it's a vote to win, not a vote to evict.
2: Poor Topaz. Two years later, and she still doesn't uh, get left alone at the finale night. She's immortalized now.
0: Yeah, even better is then Jordan basically says exactly the same thing when he's voting. Whoops, nearly did Topaz then. Also, I know I've been a little bit hard on the production design with the shoehorning uh, steampunk stuff in, but that jury box was phenomenal. That was an
2: impressively good build. It was a nice boulder.
0: Also, Cindy's vote was secured with an S. She's really oh, trying um, to
2: trademark that letter for herself.
0: And Jordan is the lucky winner of the being evicted out of the jury.
2: Godfrey didn't do too well in this final two jury question. Do you think that do you think that Godfrey knew he was going to lose going into it and that he tried to keep up the fact that he played a better game than he thought he did just because he wanted to keep that, you know, legacy and reputation long term?
0: I think if he w- knew he was going to lose, he probably chose Sarah because he knew she was a f- more of a fan favorite. I wouldn't be surprised if the reason that he went with Sarah is because he knew he was going to lose and wanted to make sure that the fans were happy with the result. To
1: which I say, good on you, Godfrey.
0: Godfrey is the saviour of the season.
1: Which is pretty much what it boils down to in
2: several cases of uh, final three eliminations that it's not even the jury that really has the biggest say. It's just whoever wins final HOH, and if it's the... Person that's going to finish in second place in both scenarios, they actually act as the ultimate deciding factor as to who wins the whole game.
1: Kind of like Lil
2: from Phil Allens. Exactly. If you, except uh, I think uh, I think Godfrey could probably take on Lil in a final two scenario, but not in a squat competition.
0: That where I'm from, we call you squat. Hey. And Bruno thinks that he made up for the double veto twist not happening by getting Jordan evicted. Not exactly sure if that was Bruno's move or not. I would probably attribute that more to I don't know
1: Cindy, Cindy and Bobby. Cindy and Bobby. Even though Bobby had to be like handheld through the entire process because he's a fucking idiot, it did hinge on Bobby. So it was his it was his decision. I mean, technically, it couldn't have happened without Bruno's vote because it was like, you know, Bruno, Brittany, Sarah, Bruno, Brittany, Sarah, Cindy, and Bobby who had to who had to get them out, had to vote out Jordan. So it couldn't have happened without all five of them. So like, numbers were essential, though. So I mean, technically, he's right, but don't take credit for it.
0: However, the most impressive thing of the entire season happened in one of the montages.
2: Is it does it involve
0: Britney? It does indeed. Brittany can fit her entire fist in her mouth.
2: <laughs> that is impressive.
1: Aye, aye. I
2: like how we all had that in our notes.
1: Well she's a she's a model, she has tiny dainty hands. I
0: I watched all three of the filler montages and the one thing that I got out of it was holy shit, Brittany can fit her fist in her mouth. That's
2: awesome. And keep Bobby out of the kitchen because I guess Bobby does as well cooking as he does with the game of Big Brother and with getting out of his parents' basement. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe after watching the footage of uh, you know just burning down the whole kitchen there, maybe Bobby's parents will want him to move out a bit earlier now.
0: Bobby's cooking skills are sort of comparable to his not going to swingers resort skills. Accidentally, of course, twice.
2: And the funniest image from that montage, other than Brittany's fist in her mouth, is Cindy randomly lying in the freezer.
0: (laughs) Yes, I forgot about that. And by a vote of 7-2, Sarah's out winner. Woo! Yay. That's
2: pretty much what I wrote down right before the vote reveal, too. I'm thinking, Sarah wins 7-2, only getting uh, the, the the true Chop Shop voters for Godfrey. And Arissa calls Sarah an in inspiration. So not only is Ashley Bethany Hamilton, but so is Sarah. Do,
1: do we do we sort of gloss over Jordan being voted out of the of the jury, and how they actually yeah, had the eviction, it. and how they actually had the eviction music, and then like um, then he was sort of like you know had to you know casually walk on over to the walk on over to the pre jury where Greg sort of gave him a hug, and Johnny was sort of like sitting there patting his seat.
0: What they should have done was brought them out onto the stage and put them over, um, over trap doors like uh, early 2000s game show Russian Roulette.
1: Yes. I'm actually up for any option that could possibly kill Jordan. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding.
0: No, it was only a six-foot drop. They had, They were told to basically crouch as soon as they got dropped.
2: Courtney Moon once have been able to be on Russian Roulette. I'll just put that one out there.
0: So does Sarah's win improve this season?
1: Oh, Yeah. I still just point two in general was amazing it's probably the weak it's probably the weakest um big brother Canada season but the the it's probably got the best winner so
0: and Sarah's inspirational speech when she won as well
1: i I like I like all of the big brother Canada winners I just really I just kind of like sort of I really really like Sarah so
0: I know we couldn't have Brittany win and I know that Brittany was the huge target as soon as anyone but Sarah or Brittany won um Theo but I think Sarah's a good a good replacement for her
1: yeah, Britney couldn't win and Cindy Winness couldn't win, Sarah was good too.
0: And do we think that Godfrey made the right move?
1: I don't think he had a right move at the end. He probably lost his
2: I think the fact that Godfrey just didn't find at least one person to rally for him on the jury is probably what ensured that he was gonna lose in the well from Final Four onwards no matter what, because nobody was truly defending him or rooting for him on the jury.
0: Do you think that it, it helped Sarah's game that Brittany was evicted at Final Four? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because I, I was thinking about this um, this last week. Because Brittany got evicted at Final Four, she could then go to the jury house for a couple of days and basically be Sarah's champion.
1: I think I think Godfrey's yeah I think Godfrey's strategy would have worked better in like a Big Brother US season where they actually cast reprehensible people, but like Big Brother, Can- Big Brother Canada is like. The like the worst the worst person in the season was Greg and that's and who's just sort of like a sort of a casual casual misogynist so like you don't have any like you know Gina Marie's or Gina Marie's stay to, to the end and uh, win again so the Florida strategy doesn't really work because you know everyone everyone there likes everyone else sort of so they can sort of you know what um they can sort of like you know like they they like each other basically not like you know where Gina Marie or you know insert who who else was not likely in Big Brother U.S. who made the final two and lost? Allison. Big Brother Allison. I what
2: you know what you said? were getting at, Ben, because that's what I had written down, too, with Godfrey, that Godfrey's strategy is really good, but it's really good if there's two people that are on opposing sides of the house that he could have uh, taken to the final three and then just have himself set up so well in the final three, sort of like with Dr. Will and Big Brother 2, where... You just need people that are absolutely hated with you at the end of the game to ensure that you can win when it comes down to the final jury vote. As opposed to, like, Godfrey trying to pick two people to take to the final three here. And they're both relatively likable people who are going to represent their respective
1: alliances and still win a bulk of the votes, if not all of them. Yeah, like, Godfrey is, like, a. Sort of successful floater in that he got far and he wasn't, he was sort of a target, but he wasn't like, you know, the number one target a lot of the time. It was, it was usually Cindy or Brittany or whatever. But like, there's like the difference between his game and say June, June's game is that he was like a sort of, he was, he had his productive moments, like, you know, the, the, the move to get, the push to get Zach out and that. But I'd say he was mostly a passive floater in that he, he relied on, on other people to get him through the game. Like I know, I know all the time we all the time in Big Brother US and Big Brother Canada, you do have to rely on you do have to rely on on other people to get you through the game. But I think the difference between someone like Godfrey and someone like June is that June, when she had to, she made moves for herself and and for herself only, and she was proactive in what she needed to do, like nearly a hundred percent of the time. Like she floated, but she floated for her own benefit and never went with the house. She went with what was best for her. But with Godfrey, he but with Godfrey, he doesn't have that proactivity, and alongside alongside that, and not having anyone to root for him on the jury, and not having anyone reprehensible to sit next to, he sort of like kind of flopped as a flopped as a floater. Like I enjoy him as a house guest, but as a player, he, you know, his strategy wasn't suited for this season or this cast.
0: And finally, what worked and didn't work for the season? I love the theme. The theme grew on me. They were a little bit blatant in shoehorning it in the first couple of weeks.
2: I like the theme too. I didn't. I don't really have much more to add. I just, especially with part one of the final Hoh competition, I thought that was a. I thought that was a really cool build.
0: Yeah, part part one of the uh, final Hoh competition was so much
1: greater than the first Vita competition. Right, it was just weird. I think sort of what they need to do better for the next season is basically have more control. Have more control over who over getting rid of the awful first alliance of inevitable forms every season. Like, the Quattro, the First Five, the Chop Shop, they need need to be out, like, ASAP, so... I
0: think they need to dial back on the ridiculous twists as well.
2: Yeah, Dr. Will just completely blasted uh, Big Brother Canada all over Twitter for that. It even got into, like, Huffington Post articles around here, I believe, where they even said, like, Dr. Will mocks Canada was pretty much their headline.
1: I'd I think it's a bit hypocritical for will i made production bring back a non-all-star to all-stars so i could have my friend with me kirby to be criticizing a production team for undermining the core of the game when you know what i just mentioned i can't i can't with people who insist that like you know oh all these twists that undermine the core of the strategy of the game it's like yeah i'm not i'm never talking to you as much
0: as the twist worked out very much in everyone's favor. Who we liked, it did get to the point where we had like five weeks of not a non-normal eviction in a row. It does sort of weird you out a little bit. Having said that, if there is a similar person to Brittany next season who we all love, by all means give her another coup d'etat because that was awesome.
2: Yeah, it just sucks for Sarah. When well, for Sarah and Brittany, that just reading through various comments online that. People that were huge fans of them are like, are now being forced to somewhat discount their victory just because of the overload of twists, which in Big Brother, that's kind of ridiculous because of how many twists there are. But just the general perception of Big Brother this season for, or for Big Brother Canada this season is that the, even though the twists worked in favor of keeping the good people around, it was just so blatant and just over the top, that almost took it, like it didn't feel like a proper victory. I guess at the end is pretty much what it seems like is the general reaction online.
1: Well, to be fair, the average Big Brother, the average Big Brother fan in the U.S. is creepy and scary, and I don't want anything to do with them. So they can just discount their opinion completely. Like, yeah, they're the, they're the kind of people. They're the kind of people who send death threats to Shelly's daughter when she votes out Just Schroeder. So.
0: So, anything else to add before we close the book on this season? I who
1: wish Godfrey would have won. So, if we, had to have like, if we had a top three of this top three favourite contestants of the season, who would they be?
0: Um, oof. SSB. <laughs> Not necessarily in that order, but...
2: SSB for me. It's tough to narrow it down to three for me. I think Sarah and Brittany pretty much have to share the number one spot together, along with Godfrey. It's really tough to distinguish between those three for me. And then for... Pure entertainment value overall this season. I think Cindy and Greg have to share the spot after that.
1: It's no, you want good TV though, is it?
2: It's pretty. That's pretty much what it would be.
1: Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I'm not going to endorse Greg like that. <laughs> I mean, he's not my least favorite this season, and I like that. He I like that he vowed to go against Chop Shop once he was injury in the pre-jury. But yeah, what about least favorites?
0: I think that was fairly obvious. Probably Bobby, Bruno, Zach, mm. Kevin,
1: John. I- Really,
2: Johnny? Yeah, I just I'm like what did what did Johnny add? That was pretty much my thinking when I was going through a list of
1: what did Johnny really good,
2: add to the season.
1: It was a major show for the Fembots. One of the big, good things about the season is that like whenever the Fembots made a new ally, they sort of like roped them in and made them a better character. Like Willow was like nothing before nothing before her final week when she was like a she was like a like in a final week she, in a final week or two she became a Sarah ally. And then suddenly she becomes more visible, more interesting, and more you become more invested in her victory in her than almost obvious victory.
0: Willow was already though hilarious with her reactions to everything, with her getting
1: electric shocked.
0: That's not like...
1: hilarious enough. And like once once Johnny was like torn away torn away from the Kevi Webby story and made into like a, a, a faithful ally of the Fembots, he he became a much better, much more palatable character to me. And like um, Neha, Neha as the proto Fembot who got struck down by Kaviwevi before before her prime. Basically, my my enjoyment of a character besides Risha because she's just an amazing, amazing entity unto, unto unto herself. My enjoyment of a character of this season basically tied into how much how close were you to the Fembots? Risha's.
0: Legacy will be her intro shot, though. There is very little that any of us are going to remember about Risha in the coming years, apart from the fact that she
1: was introduced
0: poll dancing in Toronto.
1: There's also the fact that she never got she got voted out by the public, and also, what was it? Voted
2: out over Peely by the public, which would have never happened if that vote took place two or three weeks later.
1: Or had we gotten access to the feeds. Quite proud of the fact that I voted against uh, Peely still. And she went on the hot top without a top. And she um, tore down Peter on the sideshow. Yes, yeah, she did. That was amazing.
0: <laughs> as much as Peter has been better on the sideshow this season, especially with regards to the Zach stuff, it was hilarious to see Risha put him on blast. Put him in his place. She crushed him. and I think she would have been great if
1: she would have stayed a bit longer. She obviously would have been a Fembot. Imagine Risha, Neha, Brittany, and Sarah all being the dominant alliance of the season. Imagine that as our final four. Well,
2: about Godfrey? Godfrey's going to replace one of those four. Well, yeah, he's in my top four.
0: But of course, the number one character of the season has to be Arissa
2: Cox. I thought it was Ashley was the number one character, because Zach told us that she's the number one character.
0: Arissa had a very good season. And on that note, thank you for listening to us. We're off to hibernate for about four and a half, five weeks now. Uh, but Logan and I will return in July for major Race Canada 3. If you want to follow any of us on Twitter, you can do so at the handles posted down below. See you there.
2: Hashtag 250. Hashtag don't you dare, Logan. Like don't you
1: dare.
0: You literally just made Ben cough himself to death. <laughs> <laughs> If Ben doesn't return in July now, it's your fault, Logan. Uh, Fine, I'll let you
1: have a little... I I want want your cops on my
2: hands.